castaways. We are castaways. <laughs>like killed the fun um like always wanting to go out and do something fun out of the house spirit because now I'm like I would rather just sit in stretchy pants at home with just the people I know best but that's like the that's a terrible attitude to have moving forward and I really need to shake that up and like I'm hoping that that happens and I think it will no I agree (laughs) because sometimes when I if some of my few other friends will be like, oh, let's catch up and do something. I'm always tempted to cancel because I'm like, oh my god, what if I miss a night of us sitting on the couch watching Pretty Little Liars, which we are re-watching a show that aired for the first time in 2013. So... I, I love <laughs> how your mom asked if we ever just sit on the couch together and watch TV. Like, yeah, we actually watched an entire season and a half of You this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, that's... That's all we do. It's going to be a really fun summer. I'm very much I'm excited. I'm so excited. For it. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. I've heard good things about um, post grad summer. So. Okay. I am kind of nervous. I have spent the last couple of days just editing and designing stuff until my retinas are red. You can kind of 
Is it still red? No, it's kind of like lightened up at this point. But post-grad life, I was expecting me to immediately fall into a pit of despair and freaking out. Um, but I've been ke keeping myself pretty busy with work, so I'm happy. I'm kind of nervous for when wedding season's over and I don't have, you know, 10 things going on every day. But we're going to get there when we get there. Right. Um, oh, regarding last episode, you guys came up with some red flags. Yes. Um, some of them are pretty good, so we want to read some of those. Thinks, uh, thinks women have no ambitions of having a career. That's I know, a good I know one. exactly where she got <laughs> That's that a good one from. <laughs> um, they don't like Taylor Swift. That's true. Yeah. Okay, Taylor Swift has a song in every genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a little something for everybody. And if Even you if, if you exclusively like heavy metal, you can at least appreciate how smart she is and how good she is at what she does. And even if you don't like her, you can still appreciate her. I think she's very, like, an outspoken feminist and stuff like that. So yeah. I feel like it is kind of a genuine red flag if they hate Taylor Swift. It's kind of like hating cats. Like, why do you hate cats? You can totally right. not be a cat person, but there's nothing wrong with them. Yeah, agreed. Oh. Doesn't like animals. Weird. That is very weird. You just, yeah, very weird. Kind of a, I feel like, sociopath vibes. <laughs> Not liking animals. We've been watching too much you. We have. And, well, a, a true sociopath would just pretend to like animals. True. So you wouldn't know. A bad sociopath pretends like they, or does not pretend. Right. Um... Gets mad if you have guy friends. That's such a red flag. You can't go the yeah. rest of your life just talking to half the population. Right. Obviously, you have to be self-aware. And if one of those guy friends is, in fact, a guy who you're telling him not to worry about. Yeah. Like, I understand there's... When you're in a relationship, you know if your partner has a friendship that is um, crossing some boundaries. Right. Um... Then we get into emotional cheating and whatever, whatever. But in general, if you just have guy friends, that's okay. Yeah. I dated someone who looked at me in the eye and told me that I shouldn't have guy friends because all of them have wrong intentions. And I'm like... Right. And when guys think that, what does that say about men in general? No, what does it say about them? Yeah. Them if, too. if they feel like you can't, they're like, every single guy has bad intentions. It's like, okay, look inward. Why do you think that? I think yeah. you may just be projecting. I'm pretty sure the... Um, my priest friend that I've known since I was in elementary school who's literally studying to be a priest has no interest in me. Right. So thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> my friend Alyssa and I <laughs> have a whole Google Doc I can share with you. I have a full notes folder that I can share with you. Touche. Um, they're not nice to kids. Who's not nice to kids? Who's openly <laughs> going to like attack a kid in public? Definitely a red flag. If they spend every Saturday golfing with the boys. <laughs> okay, okay. My dad spends every Sunday golfing with the boys, and he's, like, a great man. So I don't know if I can agree with you on this one. That, I... Well, okay, so they put golfing with the boys in quotes. Um, maybe there's not evidence that that's actually what they're doing. My dad gets picked up by one of his girlfriends every week and they carpool. And right. They I don't think home. we're talking about men like your dad right now. Okay. I think we're talking about shady white men in their late teens to 20s. 
So I see how that I see how that could be considered a red flag. Yeah, I think I would go crazy if I was in a relationship where I thought they were like actually cheating the whole time. I don't think I could do that. Like if I was like yeah. every time they're golfing with the boys, I'm going crazy. Yeah, I'm not. Or if go- if like, like if golfing with the boys always comes first. That's true. Like maybe it's not. Maybe at first it's every Saturday, but then it's every Saturday and Sunday, and then maybe they also want to go on Wednesdays and. They just become obsessive with either their golf or whatever their quote-unquote <laughs> golf may be. This is a really case-by-case scenario. <laughs> very case the by only case. anecdotal evidence I have is of my dad. The light of his, like, week is just, like, going <laughs> golfing with the boys, grabbing a few happy hour. <laughs> I so, know. I used to talk to somebody who golfed a lot, and it can be annoying. <laughs> I just have to say. Because <laughs> it takes so long. It takes so and long. And it's not like you're just out there. I'd be like, oh, what? Like, are you free at all today? And he'd be like, no, I'm golfing. From literally Why does it take so long? So... Don't you get bored? Yeah. Don't you get bored? <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> that's all the responses. <laughs> um, and then we have one from Alexandra that says, I'm sorry about wrestlers. I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I didn't put anything in. I'm trying to think of my favorite red flags. I I think I have to go with the self-proclaimed nice guy. They're, yeah. Maybe it's because I've been watching too much you, but that's just where I gotta go with that. Okay. Well, thanks for responding. It's very fun when we um can all play together, stay playful <laughs> together. I love staying playful. With staying you guys. playful with you guys as always. Um, <laughs> we're gonna talk about friendships today, and you know, confronting your friends is a lot harder than confronting a significant other. I have no idea why, but we're gonna be talking about disagreeing with your friends. What happens when you don't support their decision, and when you should kind of intervene and step in and do something about it. Yeah, so I think that there's a lot of things you can um, disagree on with your friends. I think a lot of the times you bond with people because you're so similar. Mm -hmm. Like, you might notice a bunch of similarities with you and another person, and so you gravitate towards them. Especially when you're older and you start making friends, Mm -hmm. um, because your circles tend to get smaller and you are just a little more picky about who you choose to spend your time with. But um, there's a lot of things that you might end up disagreeing on with a friend that could um, affect your relationship with that person. So I, a few examples would be like their choice of job, their choice of boyfriend or girlfriend, um, certain lifestyle changes, especially when they're sudden, certain personality changes, especially when they're sudden, um, and their other choice in friends. I think those are some ones that might need intervention. Um, again, it's definitely a case-by-case thing, but those are some like, bigger examples that could, could be a red flag for you. I immediately think of things like drugs, alcohol, casual sex, um, and then impulsive decisions like, oh, hi, I'm going to move across the country and become a barista in this small town in California or something like that. Those are the things that I think of, especially like what you said is when they're sudden. I think it's a little concerning, but people change. I think this especially happens when you have friends that you've had for years where you kind of see that growth, especially a lot of our listeners are high school, college, early post-grad. And I think that's a time of life where people change a lot and it's kind of... 
as kind of a case-by-case basis of when is it concerning and when is it just natural? Yeah, I think it's never, it's, it's never really harmful to just bring it up because if, if it's a healthy change and you bring it up to your friend and you're like, hey, I noticed that you've changed in this way, like Mm -hmm. maybe you're becoming super, super sensitive to like these really liberal things. And if they immediately get super defensive, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's even more of a red flag. But if they are um, like, oh yeah, I'm just like going through a lot right now and like finding myself I don't really know it's depends on like them reacting to you bringing it up can Mm -hmm. also tell you a lot but it's also how you bring it up Uh because I think you have to approach these situations like very very carefully because you don't want to come across as like accusing or demanding and I don't know about you I am super sensitive and I also have this terrible terrible habit where I think everything's about me all the time mm-hmm. um in a bad way not in a good way in a bad way where if yeah. someone is acting a little differently I start to worry that I did something and that they're upset with me and that's kind of a hard thing because you don't want to come off accusatory of like hey you're treating me differently when there's probably something going right. on in their life and that's narcissistic anxiety a lot of people deal with that that's like when you go outside and you're like oh my god like I just tripped and fell I bet everybody's looking at me and everybody cares nobody cares about mm-hmm. what you're doing like everybody cares about themselves more than they care about everybody else on this on this level that I'm talking about so but um, when it comes to intervention um I think it's important to think of the consequences of you intervening and at what level you're intervening um before you say something I think it's important to just reflect on how it might affect your relationship with that person before we go into like when and when to intervene can we talk about supporting their decisions and when you kind of have to look inward because when you're going through your examples the one thing you said was their choice of lifestyle their choice of friends and one thing I think of is like if you have a friend who's starting to spend more time with like other friends and not you and you're kind of like hmm this is kind of weird when is it like oh maybe the company that they're in isn't great or when is it jealousy because I don't think that every change and every decision is harmful even if you think it is so I think it's important to kind of like really consider what's going on and if there's like an ulterior reason other than like purely concern for your friends right and if once you determine obviously on many parts of life it's important to look inward and make sure that you're not just saying something because you're jealous or maybe they have this new boyfriend and they're spending a ton of time with them and they're spending less time with you obviously that's a little bit of cause for maybe some contempt between you but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that they're not in a good situation. So it's important to reflect on that. And I think a lot of people, as you grow and you get more secure in yourself, have that ability to not intervene because you're jealous, Mm -hmm. um, but to kind of work on that yourself. And if that's the case, maybe come to your friend and be like, hey, um, I know that I'm really happy for you and this new relationship, but, like, I am a little bit struggling with myself right now, so it would be great if we could, like, I don't know, maybe every Thursday night we, like, hang out and just reserve time for that person. But if you, if they introduce you to their new man or their new um, friend and you're just immediate bad vibes, 
that that happens that has happened to us <laughs> um <laughs> so i think that we can speak on this like i'm not it's so okay first impressions obviously mean something um but when it comes to your friend it's as soon as you say something to your friend who means a lot to you they're probably going to take that to heart so it's like maybe the first time you meet them if maybe he or she says something weird to you like one little thing you're like oh that really rubbed me the wrong way I wouldn't go to your friend the next day and be like yeah I don't really like them I don't know because chances are they're probably pretty happy about this person Mm -hmm. and your lack of support is gonna really cause some disdain especially when it's at the beginning of the relationship and yeah there's so much excitement going on and it's so natural like even if you get a terrible first impression and you're going up and you're like hey this is you know this is pretty messed up is everything okay here i think if i was the friend in that position my immediate reaction was like i don't see any red flags i think this is a you problem is there something wrong with this and xyz and not really look inward there right do you want to talk about the example with you and this person? Oh, yeah. No? Let's go. Okay, so Megan dated this person once, um, and she was really <laughs> excited about him, and the only thing that me, like, our roommates heard about him, it was all these positive things, so we were like, okay, awesome, like, we're very happy for her, and <laughs> we're excited to meet him, so we thought, and this is not bad of you at all, like, no, we, we both know this story, so... We had this gathering at our house with, with like, six people. And um, we met him, and, like, oh, he was, like, really nice at stuff at first, but he, like, there was, like, a situation with, like, him and I that kind of kind of rubbed me the wrong way, like I was describing before. Um, Wait. I don't know if I know this. You do. When... Um, it's when... <laughs> she, tra- she tried to pause and tell me off air. I'm like, well, I didn't no know. secrets here. Okay, I didn't know how specific you wanted me to I get. I don't but, care okay. about this guy. So we, if you have been listening um, for the past however many months, you know that we have had some interactions with the police coming to our house because our music was quote-unquote too loud. So the police came this night at probably like 10, 9.30, 10 p.m., very early, um, as far as <clears throat> the police needing to be called goes. So the police come and I didn't know right away because I'm usually the one who goes and talks to them because I have the front room. And this boy who Megan was talking to answered the door and the police were like, hey man, we just need the ID of someone who lives in this house. Like this isn't a big deal. Um, we just have to write it down. So because we got a call and they need to know that we came and confronted the situation. And he would not <laughs> let anybody from the house go. And I went up to him and I was like, hey, what's the problem? And he was like, oh, like, whatever. There's just the police right here. And, and somebody else was like, yeah, they just need someone, like, from the house. And I was like, oh, no problem. I got this. So I stepped forward to go to the door. And he leans his arm out on the wall and blocks me from going. Mm-hmm. And I was like oh, that's weird. I was like, no, like, no big deal. I live here. Like, I'm just going to talk to them. This has happened before. And he was just, like, looking at me and wouldn't let me go to the door. And it was very strange. So then eventually someone distracted him and I ducked under his arm and got my wallet and just showed the police. And they, the police even said, (laughs) um, 
that he was not handling the situation well. And I was like, yeah, we don't know him. Uh, he, this is our first time meeting him. Sorry about that. Um, Police also called him a smack ass. They did. They called him a smack ass. That was the funniest thing. I need a vacuum. It's the funniest <laughs> thing to me. So that was the situation. And I was like, okay, maybe he's having an off night. Maybe he had a little bit too much to drink. Who knows? I'm not going to obviously be like, Megan, I kind of hate this guy. Because Wait, did you like actually like dislike him after that? Or were you genuinely like... I was just... He just rubbed me the wrong way. Okay, gotcha. It was from like, I hate him. Okay. But after that incident, I got the feeling that him and I would butt heads. Uh, yeah, I Very much so, yes. Because I, like, have a strong personality. I'm not, not in, in, like, a subtle way. I don't know. You know what I mean. Because you know me. But, like, and I think that he, (laughs) we've talked about him before, but he's not the type to... Respect women. Respect. (laughs) Sorry, that's not okay. Well, strong women with their own opinions. Uh Um, so I was like, I think I might be butting heads with this guy a little bit but that was not uh, that was my first time meeting him so I was obviously gonna give him another chance especially because you were like this person is so great like I care a lot about him I yeah (laughs) (laughs) and obviously so then I mean long story short with this guy you started noticing a little bit of red flags I think and then I started noticing maybe more and then one night you were like hey guys let me run some things by you and then we were running some things by you too and we came to the conclusion that yes this man is bad and he all of his red flags ended up being extreme deal breakers she ended it very quickly after that like 24 hours later right 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 (laughs) like very quickly some of them were like very bad i'm not just being Mm -hmm. dramatic but i do want to while we're on the topic i think it's really funny because I really liked this guy at first, and I was very comfortable with him at first, and I kind of took everything he said that he valued and how he was at face value and believed him. So um, I was very honest with him, and I told him, like, that I, like, jokingly told him that I had stalked him two years prior. (laughs) (laughs) Because sophomore year, I, like, ran into him on the street, and I thought he was super cute, and I found him on the internet, and my friend and I had a running joke about how he was super cute and all this stuff. And I told him all this stuff that makes me seem like, you know the the TikToks and the memes about, like, um... When you open their phone, or when they open your phone, and it's, like, on their childhood bedroom, on their Zoom house listing. It wasn't that level, but I was like, yeah, I, like, found your ex-girlfriend on Instagram. I was just curious. But that, and that's not even, like, a deep cut. That's stuff that's easy to do. Well, he said, no, it took me, he's like, why would you do that? I'm like, it took five minutes. And I remember he was like, that's kind of weird at the time. And I'm like, no, it's actually not. But... I did break up with him, like, two (laughs) days after this. And now I just know that... Also, this relationship was, like, flash bulb, like, zero to a hundred in two weeks, lasted a couple weeks, ended out of... Right back down to zero. One hundred to zero. And I cannot think, like, I, I just think about, like, what he thinks about me. And, like, how in his head, I am the crazy ex-girlfriend. And in our house... Oh, I think about that with my ex, ex-boyfriend. too. Yeah. yeah. It's very frustrating. And I'm also, like, a very strong, like, will, like, I have a strong personality, too. And you can totally interpret that as crazy, especially if you don't like somebody. Sure, he can, and he's not dumb. He can twist it to make it seem however he wants to his friends and oh, his God. people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's something I think about with, like, guys I've talked to, too, who I know are probably, you like, oh, yeah, she was, she was crazy. Um, and it's like, yeah. That's actually not true at all, but go off. Especially, I'm like, I gave you, like, 6,000 chances. Like, what? Um, 
But so that example, I feel like is a good example of when to intervene because I didn't want to Obviously, if I thought you were in danger, if I thought you were being abused in any way, if there were signs of that, that's a great time to intervene. Mm -hmm. Um, The perfect time to intervene because that's like serious stuff. But that was not the case. It was just like I was getting a little bit of a bad feeling. And not everybody you like, I have to get along with either. We are very different. So like someone you date is not going to be somebody I date. I think it's actually, I've been wanting to say this. I feel like you and I have absolutely di- completely different tastes. I don't think they'll ever overlap. No. I think me that's neither. a really good thing. That is a very good thing for friends to have. We have very different like types just across the board. Yeah. Um so it's obviously obviously if there's any type of uh physical um verbal emotional abuse that you catch mm-hmm. is a time where you would probably want to intervene. But that wasn't the case. So I didn't want to... I feel like I thought about how it would affect your and I's relationship and you and his relationship, like, when to intervene. I was like, it's not... Just because I got a little bit of a bad feeling um, with him and I mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it was bad with him and you. Yeah. I don't remind Just more of the story, this guy sucks. Oh, my gosh. I did not mean to go on a tangent <laughs> about this, but... So... Yeah, he was, like, very, a lot of the red flags, like, some of them were just, like, funny and kind of weird, but some of them were, like, very concerning as far as, like, him being, like, kind of controlling and crossing boundaries and stuff like that. And then, so, in a hypothetical scenario where I didn't end things the absolute next day, what would you have done? Like, what if, what if I kind of decided of, like, hey, you know what, I think I'm going to keep him around, like, these things aren't that big of a deal to me and I really still like him. Right. I think that, I mean, you're your own person. I cannot force you to break up with somebody I think I would and at that point there were a lot of red flags but there was nothing like he hurt me you know but again it's not my it's not my decision whether or not you're with him if there if if there were if there would have been nights where you would like come home crying because you're whatever feeling abused or unhappy by this guy I would be like okay let's reflect on this but even then I cannot make you break up with him. Like, you can't call him up and be like, hey, it's over. No. So I would just keep having to be honest and being like, is this, like, you're obviously not happy. And we know why. Right. So, I mean, yeah, that's what I would have done. I'm glad you broke up with him. (laughs) Another fun real-life example is I think we both um, made a similar decision that was face value not good right and the exact same thing of right. kind of just oh can we talk about you and drew <laughs> okay guys i have an announcement <laughs> recently i think it's kind of clear it's kind of clear if you follow us on tiktok i'm or... back together with drew yes and if you listen to the <laughs> 45 minute segment after we broke up where everybody was like I'm shocked, and I'm like, I'm not. Here's why we were never going to work out. (laughs) Well, some time went by. A lot of time went by. At one point, I was 110% over the relationship, like, completely. Yeah. And some time went by, and we reconnected, and it's very hard to give up on someone when you guys, we both ended up at a point where we were missing each other a lot, and like, okay, I see these problems, I'm willing to work on them, are you willing to work on these things, and we're back together, but we are 
our viewpoint on the relationship is very different in a sense that, like, I'm not going to move across the country for him next year, like, what I was originally planning. My life comes first, my friendships come first, my decisions come first. I'm putting that all forward. And he, the big, the big problem was that 50%, like, he didn't want me to move with him unless he was, like, 100% ready to propose, which neither of us were at a place where we could do that. And 50% was because he was kind of scared because we were both young, um, and he felt like he had to fi- have it all figured out when that wasn't the case. Um, so that mindset, he kind of, like, uh, basically, to make a long story short, immediately after we broke up, he, not to throw him under the bus, I don't think he cares, he immediately regretted it. He tried to get back together a couple times, and I was like, you know, no, I need to move on and do my own thing with my own life. And then a couple months go by, and months, months, months have gone by, and then I'm like, if he means everything he said about how he had made a mistake and all these things that he said he was going to do differently which are, these are little things like being more open with my opinion or with open, more open with my feelings and showing you how I feel more. Those are not like fundamental human differences. That's just like a communication difference. I was like, let's do it. So we've been back together for a little bit. Not very long. It started out very, very like probationary, I would say. And then the place that we're at now, um, I am, I would say like tenfold happier than any other time we've been together and it was like hard because when we first got back together I remember texting you in the car and being like am I making a terrible decision and you're like I personally wouldn't make that decision if I were you but I support it and I was kind of like even though 100% of me wanted to do this and get back together and reintroduce him back into my life I was also so concerned because I was like on the face value my friends aren't going to support this because they just supported me like getting over this person for the past couple months so Right, and that was obviously a hard decision, but it's very applicable to this episode, actually. Yeah. Because when you guys, when you guys initially broke up, um, nobody was expecting it. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, Megan and you were hanging out, and then next thing I know, you're like, oh my god, we actually broke up. Right. And I was like, that is so crazy. Um, so after we heard the story and, like, all the reasons, I was like, okay, I support this. It seems like the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it, you know, obviously when you break up with someone, one of the phases is just like shitting on everything about them. Huh. So we uh, went through those phases. And <laughs> okay, I do want to say, I feel like I did. I don't, tell me if I'm wrong because sometimes I remember things differently. I tried to preamble things with, I don't regret that I was with him. I think he was a good guy. Just probably yes. wasn't it. Yes. Okay. But then I would go and proceed about, and this is why it wasn't going to work out. Right. So, and then it's. So that, but that's part of the process. Right. That's part of the breakup process. Um, so obviously we're like, yeah, he sucks. Be single. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and that was our aggressive mindset for about a month. I don't know. But then you guys started talking. And I think the way that it sort of started was kind of difficult for everybody involved because you, like, he would call you one night uh-huh. and then you would call him one night you couldn't go like a week without talking to each other and from the outside looking in that is obviously a problem mm-hmm. um when you're breaking up I will say this is after a long time of no contact this happened like we didn't talk for a while and then it started yeah so um, from the outside looking in it's a problem yeah it it was it was just hard because I know like I know what that feels like right and it's tough like for the process so I 
obviously, again, couldn't make any decisions for you, but I remember you were, like, upset one night, and I was just like, Megan, you either need to, because you were then debating if you should see him Mm -hmm. and talk to him or not. I was like, at this point, you either see him, talk to him, get closure, and then never speak to him again. Like, do not communicate or just do that now because this is only going to get worse if you just keep not talking and then one of you does something. So, like, I don't know if that's necessarily tough love, but, like, I'm not going to lie to you. No, and I, like, I respected your opinion and I wanted your – I didn't want you to lie to me. Right. So – The big thing holding me back was, like, I was, like, this looks really stupid. And I don't want to do so. Like, I value my friends and family's opinion so much. And I was so scared of doing something that wouldn't necessarily look good. Because I'm like, they know best. But then I'm also looking at, like, okay, the statistics are there. It was like, I don't know, 75% this goes horribly. 25% everything works out in the end. And when you're a friend and family, you're like, I don't want a 75% chance of them getting hurt again. And I was kind of right. like, that makes total sense. But then, like, I was really chasing that 25% of, like, here are two people who miss each other so much and, like, want to work things out so much. And, like, maybe it's a situation where when you're really young and you're trying to have a super serious relationship, when you're young, there's going to be growing pains. And that being said, like, I'm not really willing to tolerate any of the of the reasons that I didn't appreciate. Like, I've, I've talked to you about this before, but I'll just... Mm-hmm repeat it on here I'm at a point where I'm not really willing to tolerate like anything less than what I know what I deserve and so I'm willing to be in a relationship with this person because I love them so much they have been like my best friend for like eight years at this point and I if we're if we're both so willing to choose each other then maybe like I don't know because I think I think everything changes like between the ages of like 18 and 25 and your frontal lobe is developing and you're growing up and it wasn't like this is a bad guy or the relationship was bad it was like I don't know if this is like 100% good and then now that those problems are being addressed I'm like completely happy and I remember like at the time you saying like I don't agree with you but I will support it and you were kind of in the same position in the end of the year last year with mm-hmm. like the same ex exact same position and I felt the exact same way where I was like I don't agree with what you're doing and I don't see it ending well but I'm gonna support it regardless because like I will always root for what you want I will always root for you like that's like bottom line and bottom line to take away from this episode is like always root for your friends for things to work out um, right and this wasn't a situation in which either of the guys were like Okay, what I was going to say is that, obviously, first off, just no matter, I'm not going to not support you for getting back together with him, especially because, one, I've made the mistake before. Right. In my case, it was a a mistake. In yours, I don't necessarily think it was. Um, And two, I don't think Drew's a bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I've known him for a while. Not, obviously, as well as you know him, but I think that he's capable of being better. Mm-hmm. And so far, obviously, it's hard to see from the outside, but so far it seems like he has kept up his promises and, like, this third time around has been the best. But uh, and the no- other thing is that I have been, I think I was, like, out of everybody um, 
and I don't know if this is true, but out of everybody in your life who was like on the outside of the breakup, I feel like I was able to see it differently, you getting back together because I have been in that same position. Um, in my case, I was promised things would be different and they were not. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just wanted to, and Drew's a better guy than the guy um, I was dealing with, but in my case, I was promised something would change, and it didn't, so obviously, I just didn't want you to have to go through the same thing. Yeah, but I mean, you look at this guy, and like, I know he wasn't the best guy to you, but you really cared about him, and like, I saw that, and I saw that, like, when you, if he, like, when you really care about someone mutually, there's always potential, and I was kind of rooting for that, but now, after, like, everything, I think, like, if he came back into your life, I would be like, dude, don't do this again. Like, don't right. do this. And I think you'd be the same way at this point, I too. think I would, too. I absolutely do. But if it was the case, and then if you went against that, and you were like, okay, I respect your opinion, but it's my life. Yeah. Then I would have to be like, I don't even, like, I wouldn't be mad if you were like, if you looked me in the eye and said, I don't support this at all. I'm mm-hmm. not going to tell you what to do, but I don't support it. Because sometimes you have to kind of make, not sometimes, you always have to make the decision for yourself and what you think is best in this case scenario. I actually think it was the best decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'll look back in like a year and be like, you know, maybe that wasn't the best decision actually, but yeah, I'm 22, I can... Right, and even six. in my scenario where it didn't work out in the way that him and I are together, um, it did work out in the way that I was like, this is literally the final straw and I completely right. cut him off. Right, and like you let things fully run their course. I did, Because yeah. I think like when you are emotionally invested in something, when you're in it, you want things to run their full course in a way that I couldn't see that because I right. didn't, I don't feel the same way as you. So in my head, I'm like, okay, things have run their course after the second, the second ghosting, whatever. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, no, 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 this is not over. For me, it's like, we need to figure out which ghosting is my cat. Yeah. Like when you're absolutely exhausted. And I think right. that's like the hardest part because it's like, we've both been on both sides mm-hmm. of this. So we can see the perspective and like, that's yeah. why it's so important to like, proceed to these situations with caution of like you have to be ready for your friend to look you in the face and be like I respect that or even like I don't respect that but it's like I respect you I love you but I don't support this decision and you have to be willing to kind of like accept that and move on and not let it damage the friendship yeah because inevitably when regardless of whether or not the relationship works out like your friends are the people you want around Right. So that's what matters the most. This was kind of a tangent. Um, but at the oh, same time, we're still talking about the topic. So, it's so... I think we <laughs> ran through all of the three points of the topic in, like, the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. And that was just tangent city. And, <laughs> tangent city. Um, but even... I know we've been talking about, like, boys in our case. But this goes the same um, with, like, a friend. I think that a lot of people have dealt with their friend getting a new friend that they don't like. who is kind, Or even maybe it's kind of, like bitchy to them and mm-hmm. that's hard because it, um and with this example of a friend or a boyfriend you if you don't if you don't like them but they're not necessarily causing harm to your friend it's just you that's not you liking them yeah it is you problem you don't have to spend time with them and you don't have to tell them that you don't like them right you can just like maybe obviously you don't have to hang out with your friend's boyfriend all the time like that's mm-hmm. not something that's a thing and maybe go out go out to dinner with them every once in a while. Go on a double date if that's what you have planned. If it's a friend, um, 
you'll probably only have to see them a few times, like, at this friend's birthday party or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's really not, it's not that big of a deal if it's not really causing them harm. Um, that's an example where I don't know if it's necessarily beneficial to give your two cents because right. it's only going to hurt your relationship with your friend. Right, right. Um, if it's a job that you don't think they should take or, like, an opportunity, something like that, that you don't think they should take, I think you can give them your opinion, but, again, it's their decision. Um, and that goes for a lot of these decisions that aren't earth-shattering, life-changing. Um, you always just have to think, like, okay, I don't support this. Think, why do you not support it? And is it worth saying to them? And you have to be ready for, like, it to kind of damage the relationship, at least for a moment in time. Because I think we go along our lives, like, just thinking that our friends are going to support everything we do, and that just isn't the case. And also, right. because everybody... Especially as you get older and you start having to make... Bigger decisions. Grown-up decisions. Yeah. So Um, another um, thing I just wanted to talk about was that if something is, if the decision is you think harmful, like to your friend mm -hmm. or whatever, or to you, like if it goes against one of your morals, let's say, or something like that, I think you also have to decide if you're willing to stand by your friend no matter what, or if this is a friendship deal breaker. Yeah, that's true. Technically, if... Like, with us getting back together with these people, if I was like, you know what, if you get back together with him, I don't respect you anymore, and I don't want to be friends with you. That's something that I could have done. Yeah. Um, I have the right to do that, but I would not do that. <laughs> like, I think it has to be very either, if that's the situation, I think either, one, you just absolutely hate this man, mm-hmm. or he's abusive, um, or two, you're looking for a way out of that friendship. Oh, true. So, and that's okay. If you don't want to be friends with them anymore, then I guess that's a way to do it. That, <laughs> but oh, friend breakups. Yeah. I haven't had a friend breakup probably since like middle school. I don't. Yeah. Ooh. A lot of those happen in middle school. Well, now I think of like my friends, like my friends now are all like super close. And I'm thinking if any of them was like a friend breakup to me. I would not be okay. No, friend breakups are hard. And it's even hard with some friendships. Like, some lifelong friendships will just fluctuate throughout life. Like, sometimes you'll be really close with someone and not as much with another person. And then it it all, like, ebbs and flows and kind of comes around. So, But even that could be hard if you distance yourself a little bit with somebody. Even our friendship, like, definitely ebbed and flowed throughout, like, life. Well, I mean, (laughs) you did where you were on the other side of the street, and now we live together. Location does play um, a part in that. Even with, like, I have, um, they've moved away now, which is very sad for for full-time jobs, but I had, um, like, two best friends who lived down the street from me, and we would go through phases of hanging out, like, every single day to, like, not talking for a couple weeks, and that's natural. Yeah, that's how I am with my childhood best friend. Like, I love her forever, but I don't, like, she's... Like, we're both becoming our own people, and we yeah. don't live close together. So yeah. we just kind of have to see each other when we can and communicate when we can. And then the big thing is, like, when you do see them and you are talking to them, when everything feels natural and normal, like, you picked up yes. where you left off, not like you're I just catching up. I love that so much. It's, it's a great feeling. It really shows you, like, what friends are going to be, like, kind of lifetime friends. Yeah. And I think I'm at, like, the – I think we're at the age where we're seeing, like, who those people are and who are kind of just, like, convenience and the time friends. And I'm just, like – I feel very grateful for those friendships where you can just, like, text them something, like, crazy story that you know they'll appreciate after not talking for a, a week, and then you guys are, yeah, I don't know. Right. 
that's yeah and that I, something you have to really get this is like completely off topic but that's something you have to really get used with now I feel like because after high school everybody spreads but everybody has their hometown after college everybody spreads and they all have different hometowns mm-hmm. and now I'm scared because I'm going to see what friendships were very location based and I'm thinking about like my one friend who was like my best friend at Temple for a couple of years and he ended up moving away for when COVID happened and now whenever I see him it's like completely normal and natural but he's moving to the other side of the country and I'm wondering like we have completely different hometowns and we're going to live in completely different areas will I see him again and yeah. I hope so and I hope that this person who you loved so much and got along with so much and like I don't want to just have those be memories that I like never build on right like am I not gonna see him until his wedding no I'll definitely see him again but oh my god weddings I cannot wait for our friends to start getting married (laughs) I want to be a bridesmaid because it looks like so much it does look like fun but it looks expensive that is true I me I definitely would love to be a little bit more financially stable um if somebody wants me to be their bridesmaid true so I know. Tell my friends out there. I I don't know. Okay, this is like completely off topic. I think about my wedding sometimes, not because I am thinking I'm getting married anytime soon, but because I literally do it as a job. So then I'll be like thinking about my yeah. wedding like sometimes. I just want to point that out. Um, I don't know if I want to have bridesmaids necessarily because it's so expensive for the bride. And I feel like it's such an obligation, but I think it'd be funny. Or funny. It'd be <laughs> hilarious to like have like um, the people who would be my bridesmaids. Like if we go on a trip together and it's not, it's like a low key bachelorette trip, maybe it's like the beach or somewhere that's not like Cancun. And then if yeah. we all get ready together. Well, you could, you could have bridesmaids, but then not make them like traditional. Yeah. Bridesmaids, like paying for a lot of things. Yeah. I definitely don't want to do the traditional thing because yeah. I've, like, heard and seen, like, so many horror stories, and people have, like, friendships, and if they're your bridesmaids, they're, like, at one point in your life, maybe a childhood, college, post-college, whatever, we're very close to you, friendships get completely ruined because the stress and the pressure and the bridezilla of it all. that's insane. That's, like, how a friendship can be ruined from your wedding, which is supposed to be such a happy time. And then you have the pictures forever of this person you don't talk to anymore. That is so scary. That's, like, that's... (laughs) <laughs> I've been to most all of the adult weddings I've been to I've been a plus one mm-hmm. it's two it's two weddings but I just like the first one um the first one I went to I went as a plus one to somebody who was the best man so I'm in the I'm in all those photos like the family photos oh my god I didn't even I wasn't like oh let me get on in they were like come in come in the picture I haven't spoken to that person since. Oh, no. And now I'm in all of his brother's oh, wedding no. photos. No. And I just think it's... And his family loved me. Right. So I... It's just so funny because you know they're looking at those pictures and they're like, oh, my God, whatever happened to this girl? And he's just like, um, yeah, mom. She's not going to be coming around. <laughs> that is... A shame. As a, a, was it the family that was like that, or was it like the photographer who was like that? The family. Okay, good. No, I'm not in their like professional. Oh, like wedding photos. I'm in fine. all of their like family group photos. I'm thinking of like when I've been doing some family photos, and the bride would be like, "Get the girlfriend out. Get the girl break up. Right. Get out of the photo." Yeah. And I'm like, you. no, I would have um seen myself out you. for that. <laughs> I feel like I don't deserve to be here. That. <laughs> That's so funny. I cannot. Yeah. I feel like 
I'm like not ready for my peers to start getting engaged and married, but I'm also ready to start going to weddings. So, um, we'll my peers out. can get married. I'm, I mean, everybody knows I'm not in any shape to be um, tying the knot with a, a single human soon. But my friends can do whatever they want. I'm, I'm ready to go to weddings. If I got proposed to in a week, you'd be like, okay, that's fine. I'll go to this wedding. Of course. <laughs> Your wedding would be so fun. <laughs> it would be very fun. Like, it would be, like, all my besties. That, that would be Because, like, you're my bestie, and Drew and I are besties, too. <laughs> so it would just be a big party with all our besties. Uh, that's, what's really funny is freshman, so my mom got engaged and married at 22, so growing up, up until I was, like, 18 or 19, I was like, yeah, I'll get, like, engaged when I'm 22. That's actually, like... 50% of the reason why we broke up the first time was because I was like, yeah, so this is like, this is just it forever. And he was like, mm, bye. <laughs> I, I can't deal with that emotionally. Yeah, my mom met my dad when she was 19 and That's they crazy. just dated all until they got married. So when I turned 19, I was like, all right, this is the year. Did meet someone. He will not be the one though. Um, <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. It do. I think that's all I have to say about friendship. That's literally all I have to say. The moral <laughs> of the story is that you can disagree and you can bring something up. Be super gentle and respect their decision no matter what. And if someone, if your friend disagrees with you, it's not because they don't love you. It's because they really love you and they want to see the best for you. And you are your own adult and human and can make your own decision. But right. be vigilant. Stay vigilant always. And just be honest, too. That's a big part of it. Um, be an honest friend. Be a good friend. And stay true to yourself. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We love all of you and we are so happy that you're here. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at OMW the podcast. And if, if you like listening, give us a, give us a share on Instagram. Tell your friend about us. Um, five star review, five star review on Apple Apple podcasts. Um, it's our graduation gift and birthday gift. Exactly. This was a big month for us. So. All right. It would wow. mean the world. Have we a great week, guys. Love you guys. so much. We hope you enjoyed the X-Slander. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.